KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. So we've been talking about the postponement of the Olympic Games. In our first episode, we talked to some athletes who were on the road to qualifying for the Olympic Games. In this episode, we are going to talk with a couple of athletes who were already qualified for the Olympics. They were already, they had their tickets punched, they were ready to go. And we want to see how the postponement of the Tokyo Games affects them and whether it closes a window, how they're handling it emotionally, kind of where they go from here. So we will start with Jake Rosenberg. He's an Ardmore native, graduate of Harriton High School. He's also an outfielder on the Israeli national baseball team, which had already qualified for the Olympic Games. They were really a tremendous story. It was really a feel-good, almost Disney sports movie type of story. So they're in, had a chance to catch up with him, kind of review how they got into the field, and also find out what all this means to him and how he's going to be able to handle the Olympics being postponed. All right, first question, Jake. You were an outfielder on the Israeli national team, and you guys were in the field for the Olympics, correct? You guys had already qualified? Yeah, that's correct. We were one of four teams that were qualified so far. The two remaining, um, their qualifiers were supposed to be in June. Obviously, those are going to be pushed back now to whenever, but as of now, it's us, Japan, Korea, and Mexico. So before we talk about the downside of the postponement, what has it been like since you guys qualified? I mean, it, it's got to I can't imagine the feeling it is to get the chance to, to to be part of the Olympics. Yeah, no, it's probably the greatest feeling, you know, that I've experienced so far in my lifetime. Uh, I mean, baseball or anything else related. It's, you know, it was a crazy experience. We were the true underdog story. No one really you know, had any faith in us to even get out of the B pool where we started, you know, we had to get out of the B pool to get to the A pool and we had to win the A pool, just to get to the Olympic qualifiers. And then, you know, we beat all the best teams in Europe and, you know, we were considered, I think we were ranked 19th in the world. So the top two teams were, I think Italy and Netherlands. So we had to go through them and a lot of other tough teams. And just the feeling to be on top after, you know, months of hard work with just, you know, a great group of guys was just a tremendous feeling. When do you start to think that, this might not be going in the direction you'd hoped as far as the Olympics going on is scheduled. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, a couple of weeks ago, whenever the, the, uh, the virus first came out, I guess, you know, it started out in China. So it was kind of, you know, distant to us. So then I guess no one really thought much of it yet. And then, you know, as soon as it started coming into the States, it started shutting down some things. And then kind of for me, once I saw, you know, professional athletes, like once Rudy Gobert got the virus and then Donovan Mitchell, and then all of a sudden they shut or they uh, suspended the NBA season. I knew like once that happened and then the MLB suspended their season, NHL and so forth. I just knew that uh, the Olympics was coming. It was just a matter of just a matter of when. So have you been able to process that the Olympics have been pushed back a year? Or does it still seem surreal? Where are you kind of mentally, emotionally with this? Right. So, I mean, I, I saw yesterday on the news I was watching, you know, I've been watching CNN every night with my mom I'm getting tired of the news, but you know, it was a new headline that said, you know, the Olympics, are most likely going to be postponed, but it wasn't definite. So I kind of, you know, I kind of told myself the last like couple of weeks that there was a very good chance so that when it did happen, you know, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be crushed by it. So I just kind of found out the news this morning. I woke up and saw it was officially postponed and kind of just 
you know, sat there, just looked at my phone, read some articles for the meantime, and just kind of, you know, just kind of try to process. But no, it's a tough thing to process. You know, last time the Olympics was postponed, it was World War II. So, you know, it's crazy times, I guess. So a year postponed, is that still doable for you? Because I think for a lot of people, maybe more in the individual sports, like that window to compete is relatively short because it's tough to train, it's expensive to train, and you got to get on with life. Is this something, yeah, no, I, does it I, still a possibility for you if it's held a, a year from now? Yeah, I mean, as of right this second, I, I still hope so. I mean, I'll, obviously, the next you know, couple of weeks, I'll have to try to figure out you know, my life moving forward. You know, as you said, yeah, I want to, you know, I'm 24 years old. I want to start the rest of my life. I want to make some money, you know, get a job, you know, you know, do whatever I have to do. But then again, at the same time, when am I ever going to get another opportunity like this? So I kind of just have to figure out, you know, what to do. And just in the meantime, try to train the best I can at home. I mean, it sucks, but, you know, every athlete's in the same situation I am. So we just kind of have to push through and, you know, do our best to get ready for next year. As we're talking now, it's obviously fresh, even though you've kind of felt it coming, you know, but have you been in contact with officials from the, the Israeli national team, with teammates? Has, has there been a lot of discussion? Uh, so we have, a, we have a group text, and um, obviously a couple guys said some things, but I think just like me, everyone's still trying to process everything. No one really knows what to think, but like, like I said, I'm pretty sure everyone saw it coming. It's just a matter of when, but no, I know the guys are, I mean, everyone's disappointed, obviously, because been training so hard for the last six months or so to get to this point. And now it's just postponed another year. But at the same time, that gives everybody another year to train. So we should just be that much more prepared. So, you know, whenever Tokyo is ready, we're going to be ready. Now let's talk to Summer Rappaport. She's a triathlete, already qualified for the Olympic Games. This would be her first Olympic appearance. She's a Villanova alum, been working incredibly hard, had the chance to talk to her, find out what it's like to qualify for the Olympics as a triathlete, and whether this changes anything for her, the fact that the games have been uh, postponed, and where she goes from here. All right, Summer, just to kind of set the table with you, you had already qualified for the 2020 Olympic Games as a triathlete, correct? That's correct. I had qualified for the Olympics last year at a test event in Tokyo on the same course as the Olympics are set to be held on. And this was going to be your first Olympic appearance ever? It was. Um, I started sport when I was nine years old with the goal of qualifying for the Olympics. And uh, it felt pretty good to make, to punch my, punch my ticket last year in August. So when did you first start to get a feel like this might not happen when we think it's going to happen. When did you first uh, start to be concerned that it might be postponed? Well, a couple weeks ago, um, at the end of February, I was getting ready to leave for my first race of the year, which was supposed to be in Abu Dhabi. Um, the race in Abu Dhabi is in a place called Yas Island, and it turns out that there's a cycling race that takes place on Yas Island the week before the race. We got an email uh, that saying that several of the cyclists at the event had tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, they stay in the same hotels that we stay at. It's like, it's a pretty small island and like a very touristy part of the city. Um, and then the concern kind of bent, became, all right, um, does the ITU, which is the governing body for triathlon, allow 
athletes to travel there? Um, like, can the race go on? Like the, um, head of the Abu Dhabi sports commission who has, um, some part in organizing both races had to go in quarantine because he had had contact with the sick people. And that was, and in the end they decided to, um, cancel or they officially postponed it, but without a set date, that was the first time where it's kind of just like, okay, this is definitely something to be worried about because at that point it was starting to hit Europe, but it was still mostly in Asia. So people weren't super worried about it, at least in our community. Um, and then things kind of gradually progressed and progressed. And towards the middle of last week, I was starting to get the sense that it was highly unlikely for the Olympics to continue as planned. So emotionally, how does that hit you? Where are you now, like, kind of uh, dealing with this? It's definitely difficult. Um, I think it's I think it's the right decision. Um, it's pretty much impossible for most athletes to train right now. Um, I mean, in triathlon, we're more fortunate than more, most sports because we can just hop on a bike trainer, and if you weren't on lockdown, you can go out for a run or maybe find a place to swim in a lake or at the beach. Um, but yeah, there are some sports where you need a gym or you need to be with a team and those athletes can't do anything at all. And I mean, obviously the most important thing is to preserve public health and life at this point, if it's at all possible and having a global gathering with people coming from every corner of the world is, would be incredibly risky in just a few months time because people get there far before the Olympics start. I mean, we were, we, we were planning to travel to Tokyo in early July and I'm sure that there were others that would plan to travel there sooner so i mean in order for things to have progressed as planned like it wasn't really like a july 24th deadline that people were looking at it was going to be like a lot sooner for things to be back to normal and in my opinion that's with everything that i've read and seen from experts that just seemed so unlikely and it seemed crazy to just keep training like it was going to be normal or pretend that it was going to be normal so they've been postponed. I don't think they've got a date as we're speaking here, but let's say a year, you know, till 2021. Are you in a spot in your life, career, where an extra year you can still make this Olympic appearance happen? Does this make it more difficult? Is there a question whether you can go forward? How are you handling it? Um, for me, it's not really a question of whether or not I can go on. I mean, one year isn't such a big difference for me um right now I'm 28 I would have been 29 at the start of the games and I'll be presumably 30 at the start of the games next year if they happen at the same time so I mean that's still really the peak of my career when a lot of people in endurance sports are just really hitting their stride and ready to knock it out of their park so for me it's not such a big difference but there's a lot of older athletes in the sport who if they want to start families it might become difficult to wait a year like they're already in their mid to late 30s and yeah I haven't spoken to any of them about their particular plans but I know that it's going to be potentially problematic for a lot of athletes give us some context how much do you train a day a week to prepare and adding a year on now till you know the event you want to hit how will that change your regimen going forward well, I would say that when we're in our peak of training, we train about 25 to 30 hours per week. Um, in February, we were just, so our, our season, we start racing in March typically and end in maybe October, maybe a little bit later, depending on what's on the calendar. Um, so we start training for the year seriously in December, and then it kind of just ramps up. 
Um, so the serious training kind of kicked off in February. We were doing probably 28-hour weeks, and we were also including sessions in the heat chamber to prepare for the hot temperatures that Tokyo is expected to present us with. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty full-on for a while. And right now, um, there's been pool closures. I mean, it's pretty much impossible to swim right now. Um, I was in Portugal until yesterday, and we were able to swim in the ocean there. Um, but then I returned to the U.S. because I realized that if I stayed in Europe any longer, I would likely be stuck in Europe for several months because with all of the flight paths disappearing, it's virtually impossible to make some of the flight paths that you need to make. Now I'm in um, self-isolation in the U.S., and um, I, I honestly don't know what my training is going to look like for the next period. Um the news of the official postponement kind of hit this morning. Um, I haven't really spoken to my coach, but I'm guessing we're kind of taking a step back. He didn't send me any training for today. But, I mean, it's difficult to make a plan right now because we don't know if we're even going to start a race in 2020. I would typically race maybe 10, 15 times a year. This year would probably be less because of the Olympics, maybe six times. Um, and I don't even know if that's going to happen. So we don't know when we're trying to be fit. We don't know when we're trying to peak. I don't even know if I were a coach where I would begin to set a plan for the athletes. Do you feel like this has all happened quickly and it's such a big thing? Do you feel like it's completely kind of hit you or does it still seem surreal? It, it still seems surreal. When I left the U.S. to go to training camp on January 2nd, I was so full of positivity about 2020 and it's just been unbelievable um i mean this is not how i thought that this year would shape up um yeah and i mean i feel like i'm still in a position where i'm relatively fortunate i mean i don't know any person anybody personally that has been affected by COVID 19 um i'm sure if the predictions are true like that will change but yeah it's just been completely surreal summer thanks so much for taking the time thank you so obviously working towards the Olympics is a huge undertaking. Being a part of an Olympic team is the top of an incredible mountain. Uh, so it's interesting. I thought it was very interesting to talk to these athletes and kind of explore how they've handled the games being postponed. I think it's a lot of we've been able to get some different perspectives, people at different places along the trail and uh, in different spots in their life and see how they're all dealing with uh, something that I don't think anyone could have anticipated. So thanks for listening. If you like this and you like this concept and you want us to dig in with some other athletes with Philadelphia ties that uh, are dealing with the postponement of the Olympics, or if you have any ideas for people that maybe you think their stories are interesting, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Twitter at MattLeon1060, or you can email me Matt.Leon at Entercom.com. Uh, we're happy to come back to this and bring you more episodes like this because I think this is a really Talking to these athletes, you get just an understanding of the singular focus for so long on something and then to have kind of the target move and how it kind of shakes everything you've been doing. And it really gives you an appreciation for not even the gold medalists, not even the people that end up on Wheaties boxes, but how every athlete who fights to, to take part in the Olympics, the, the absolute dedication 
they have to have to their sport or their event uh, just to even have the attempt to qualify, even have the chance to qualify. So we're happy to to take on more of these stories and bring them to you uh, if you think they're interesting and you want to hear more. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 